Hello and welcome to the MHG podcast. Once again, I am Bradley, joined by Stu. Completely messed it up because my head's all over the shop. What is it? Light, dark, wheel of bingy joy, all that stuff. Stu, 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 how you doing? I'm all right. I'm not too shabby. Yeah, so busy week with work, but also with having an offer accepted on a new house, which is pretty damn exciting, so can't complain. And the most important thing, right, Take right, this is the big takeaway. This is the big one from it all. I am half a mile from not one, but two arcades. Nice. Yeah. Nice. Do you go for Where are you moving? So, so, obviously, I know generally about how far away you are from Liverpool, because that'll be where I'm moving soon. Are you moving further away from Liverpool or closer to... Well, I thought it'd be sensible to move as far away as I could, realistically, you know? It's like a blast zone, like a Brad zone. Tried, so you moved to New so, Zealand? Yeah, basically. Went to <laughs> Mars and looked at houses there. Uh, no, so yeah, North Wales coast, um, so around the Prestatyn area, um, out in a little village near the coast. So, nice. yeah, yeah, really good stuff. Uh, yeah, very excited about it. Excellent, excellent. No, I'm, I'm really, really happy for you because that's, I mean, it's, I know you wanted to move COVID time. Um, and then it happened and stopped everything. Yep. Um, uh, you beat you beat me to the punch. We're still probably about four or five to a year, four or five months to a year before we actually get moved. But yeah, things getting put into place um, could potentially have somewhere we could go, um, depending on what situations happen and stuff like that with the person who house it is. But yeah, all good, all good. It's all looking positive. Yeah. Um, just now I need to get this place in order and try and sort of like just the motivation to sort of like where everything's like start piling on top of us in here just to go right. Let's just get this started and get cleared up properly. Yeah, I am quite excited about throwing a load of stuff out. <laughs> you know. Yeah, it's uh, but yeah, it's all good. It's all exciting stuff. Yeah, any gaming related stuff, you know, just let me know. <laughs> Yeah, well, there won't be much of that getting shocked, I can tell you. <laughs> It'll be like clothes, you know, family members, just <laughs> cats, you know, the yeah, the boring stuff. Yeah, get rid of the ballast Fair before enough. we go. Yeah. Talking of clearing stuff out, go on. You can clear your backlog out in video games, Stu. You can. I've heard that you can. And <laughs> have you been doing that? What have you been playing? <laughs> or should I go first? Because I've got two, you've got one. Uh, well, actually, I've got a couple, but you go first. Let's just switch things up a little bit and be crazy. Let's let's switch it up a bit, yeah. Uh, right, I'd better look up at my notes, because I can't remember what I've been playing or what the first game was called, just like that, <laughs> because it's bloody brilliant. So, first game I've been playing this week... Well, actually, I've been playing a lot of Tycoon. Uh, tycoon? Or uh, Transport Fever, rather. Uh, but spoke about that last week. Uh, nearly eight hours on that. 80 hours. That's a lot for me. Uh, but anyway, I've been playing Lunark or Lunark or Lunark? Lunark? <laughs> whatever. It's, it's Lunark. Yeah, we'll I go. think so. Uh, I mean, it should have just been called Flashback. Um, <laughs> because... Essentially, that's kind of what it is. Um, it's a cinematic 2D platformer um, where you, yeah, you just play this sci-fi story. Uh, 
you've got this like dark jacket on your jeans and you do certain roles and hang off cliffs as, as you do things in this lovely pixel art background um and honestly if someone said to you showed you this game without putting a title up and you went what's i said to you what's this game you'd be like oh it's flashback two yeah. uh or three i can't remember if there was a second uh, but yeah, it's definitely born out of those, like uh, the original Prince of Persia animations, uh, flashback and all that. And it's really, 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 really good. Um, again, story-wise, don't want to say much because you've got to play it. Um, but it's very sci-fi. Um, if you imagine like the 80s and 90s looks of what future sci-fi would be. So I think Blade Runner, Total Recall, Flashback and all that kind of look into the future. Um, that's where it draws a lot of the influence from. Um, I reckon I'm about halfway through the game now. Um, I've not completed it yet. Um, and yeah, I just, I, I just love the visuals of it. Um, the game plays fine. Um, as it was back in the day with flashback and the like so it's fine but i'm all for these visuals i i i remember when i first saw flashback um and i i, I saw it and just went this is like the most amazing visuals i've ever seen in terms of movement i was like this is like watching real people um, and I'd see flashback today and I still, my mind still can't comprehend how good the movement is in a game like that. Yeah. And this captures it wonderfully. And yeah, I just, it, it, it's a 90s platformer with all the quality of life improvements that it's, that it absolutely would need today. And it's all the better for it. And it's wonderful when you should play it. Well, funny you should say that because that's the game I have been playing. <laughs> I've also oh, been playing. There you go. Yeah, yeah. We should really do notes, shouldn't we, before we do? No, because it keeps it keeps us on our toes. I like it. It keeps it keeps things fresh. Uh, <laughs> is this where about you turn around and go? Oh, this is rubbish. Yeah, no, it isn't. It's great. <laughs> yeah, I mean, the only thing that I, the only thing that I would add, well, it's not really add. It's just a personal feel. Really, is um, I'm a bit disappointed in the graphics. I have to say, I they've gone for more of an eight bit aesthetic, and mm. I love the graphics in Flashback. I think they're incredible, and you know, I, I think they're an absolute all timer. And that, and the particularly the SNES version. I'm not sure if there are others that are as good, but definitely the SNES version of Prince of Persia, which is the big inspiration for for Flashback. Yeah, look absolutely incredible, and they still do. You know, and I've I've seen them recently. I'm not just going off like memory and nostalgia, um, and yeah, I kind of would have liked a little bit. And I'm not far into Lunark, so and there are beautiful touches like the movement of the spaceship that I've seen is is amazing, and uh, you know, full of full of frames of animation and stuff. But that deliberately very blocky, low pixel count look for eight bit, a bit like not a hero and that sort of stuff. It's it's yeah. it's a little low for me. I would like, but I understand it's an indie game. You know, you, you've got to, you know, you got to choose your battles. But um, so far, yeah, gameplay, I'm really enjoying it. And like you say, it does have quality of life improvements. But looks lovely, great color palette, and it has got that kind of. I would say, like, if you think about like French science fiction, um, so stuff like, uh, oh. <laughs> See, he's gone out of my head now. Um, 
the one with Bruce Willis in it, that one. What's that called? Fifth Element? Yes, The Fifth Element. Yes. Well done. That was uh, Jean, no, Luke, Luke. Luke Besson, wasn't oh, it? That's it, yes. Yeah, Luke Besson. Not Jean-Luc Picard. That, <laughs> no. That's something completely different. <laughs> that's something in different sci-fi. But yeah, sorry, yeah, yeah, Luke Besson's film. Um, and there's a, like, is it like Jean-Pierre Jeunet? There's a few guys, you know, around yeah. that era. Uh, and they've got this very kind of, it's kind of grungy mixed with bubbly camp kind of a look as like, as like a lot of bubblegum pink mixed with a lot of depressed derelict backgrounds and they, they do it really really well and it's got that look to it and I like that um, so yeah I mean so far really great yeah really good game yeah and obviously you know if you're talking French sci-fi then flashback well was made by Delphine uh, wasn't it absolutely yes it was yeah um but yeah, I I, I I do really enjoy it. I, I get why they've gone for the 8-bit, because I think had this gone full 16-bit, I think it would have just been, oh, it's flashback. Um, right. I, I think it does just enough to say, look, here's our influence from original Prince of Persia, and here's our influence from um, from flashback. We haven't gone fully for either. Um, I think that that's what it's tried to do. And I, I'm with you. I would have loved to have seen a 16-bit option. Um, with this as well um, but I yeah I everything about it makes me just go it's a nice to have it's nowhere near a deal breaker absolutely yeah no I, I, I get that totally yeah it's only a very minor complaint really it's it's still lovely looking um, I'm desperate now though to try and run it through a CRT so I can see what it's like with some scan lines because it yeah. could do there'll be mods yeah there'll yeah. be mods yeah it could do with a scan line filter on it definitely I think yeah, just um, the option. And I think the, the the word I've seen banded about about this when I've looked at um, some of the uh, user reviews and, and, and stuff like that is the word love letter comes up a <laughs> yeah. lot. And that's, yeah, it's exactly what it is. Yeah. Um, yeah. Even somebody like the boss designs and creature designs in it are straight out of that, that era as well. Um, yeah. And yeah, I, I I love it when a developer goes, look, I want to make a game. Um, I loved this game when I was a kid or whatever. So I'm just going to make this game yeah. um, that is this game because no one else has. And yeah, um, it's the world's a greater place for stuff like this existing. Yeah. Um, yeah, I love that. I look, love that kind of very deliberate kind of Tomb Raider-y, but in 3D but not fade to black, which was terrible in 3D. Um, but um, <laughs> early, early 3D kind of yeah thing of you have to be very precise where you stand. Your run animation takes a certain amount of frames. You know, all of that sort of stuff. It very precise, very different, very, very similar to what I've been doing with Resident Evil, really. Right, bit of a change. Stu's had a work emergency, so slight bit of a cut off there. And I'll, I'll just carry on. Just to finish up on Lunark. I've been playing it on Steam Deck. I'm assuming Stu's been playing it on Steam Deck too. It's not verified. It's still unknown. But plays absolutely fine. Straight out of the box. No issues whatsoever. But anyway. Moving on. Uh, for my next game. Is Terra Nil. Which is obviously it's a lot long-awaited game. I've been, I think it's been on my wish list for like a couple of years now, um, and it's well known as the reverse city builder, uh, where 
you tend to build it up cities, you basically need to restore an environment, essentially. Um, and when I first did it, I wonder how complicated it might get, how in-depth it might get, um, and whether it would run out of steam early or, or, or whatever. But I'm happy to report the whole concept is absolutely brilliant. Um, so it's got a campaign where you need to go fight basically regenerating the world in various different ways so you you need to bring greenery back in then the water um, create biomes that give you different effects that create different things to happen bring wildlife back that kind of thing um, and while the individual levels can get fairly decent in size they're all manageable they're all manageable chunks which is really really good um, and the game has a really good guidance system to take you through on your first run. Uh, but there's a few different play styles you can do as well. Uh, as well as you can do it as relaxing as you like or as challenging as you like. Uh, but the idea is you have to basically bring back the earth but without humans, essentially. And then leave without leaving a trace of human life at all. And... I, there's just something really, really good about it. Um, I just... I can't even find the words for how much I like this game. I... It's got a message to it, but it doesn't ram it down your throat. It's not going, ah, oh, you human, bad. You've, you've ruined the world. Uh, but it's showing sort of like how beautiful this world can be and... Uh, what, what it could do if we wasn't here or, or maybe what's even possible if we changed now it's got an environmental message in a way that David Attenborough has a, an environmental message that wants to educate you through joy and through entertainment it doesn't want to educate you via lectures and telling you you're, you're wrong and all this um, and there's, there's like things you could do on there as well so you start off you the basis are you place down uh, a wind pylon to generate electricity then these electricity stations and then you put down these like antitoxin things and they they bring the grass back up out through the, the, the wasteland and then when you've done that you can then use um you you kind of expand further and then you could bring back like marshlands or forests um bring water natural water back to the rivers and you can then expand into the oceans and then as you do all this and build it up the next stage is finding natural wildlife or natural wildlife habitats to introduce the wildlife back into the into the world and that'll be all different animals within the food chain um and then once that's done you don't just do that and that's it you've then got to basically go around and recycle everything you've used so you have to set up a, a like recycling stations to start getting rid of everything you've done and then the recycling stations you set up you then need to use something to go and gather those up before then bringing it all back to this ship that you're on um and then leaving um and the game doesn't punish you for messing up and needing to restart it's very relaxed over that uh, visually it's beautiful uh, it's like a pixel art style uh, but without being too pixel art um, 
kind of it reminds me a lot of those those old isometric drawings you used to see back in like the uh, mid 2000s 2010s that kind of thing uh, and the way like the ecosystem it's built is it's all fully in tune with each other and you could create some like absolute masterpieces with it I mean, it's just really really enjoyable i'm playing it on on steam deck and it plays really really well on steam deck it's um having to use custom controls it's, it's mouse and keyboard out the box i would like to see maybe some uh some console controls added to it down the line but you know it's very simple set of controls anyway and there's already community profiles out there for those who are playing on, on Steam Deck. But, yeah, it's every bit as good as it should be. Um, there's a good number of hours out of this game available. You just... You won't... I say, you won't feel lectured to. That was the important thing, that you won't feel lectured to. Um, that was my big worry with the game. Um, but it's, it's not there at all and if this has got a sequel coming at some point great if it's a one and done great because I, I, everything about this I, I've enjoyed um, it has made me think it's made me consider I've, I've learned a few things about ecosystems which is really really good um, and yeah I just picked this up um, more games like this where it takes a concept that's been blown over to like all sorts of like overblown complications like your city skylines which is a really good game but it's 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 busy and it could get overwhelming um same with transport fever which i love but it's you know it could get overwhelming this is great in terms of being bite-sized but without being insulting Gameplay's brilliant, visuals are brilliant, the message is brilliant, everything about it is absolutely wonderful. And Devolver Digital have nailed yet another release. Uh, but, yep, that's it for me, really. Um, gonna pass it back to Stu to do his bit and do the outro. But, yeah, thanks for listening to me waffle on for an hour without Stu. Well, for an hour, it's not been an hour, has it? I haven't been waffling on for an hour. What have I been waffling on for? That was a good seven minutes of just pure solid wheat without stopping. Um, but yeah, Shoe's going to take over and I'm going to shut up now. And lucky you, here I am. Nope, you can't get rid of me that easily. Many have tried. Most have failed. Some moderate success. Um, I got dumped when I was about 22 in a pretty hideous fashion. Yeah, they got rid of me pretty handily. Uh, but yeah, no, um, really, really crazy time at work, obviously. And that cut into my very important podcasting time okay yeah it was the middle of a working day but hey come on um yeah no i mean i tend to do a lot of overtime at work anyway and therefore cutting out a little bit of the day to to record is not something i particularly feel bad about but yep everything's a bit hectic at the moment but that's not very interesting is it so I do apologise. You've been listening to Brad for long enough. And good God, that isn't interesting. No, I'm just messing, obviously. Or am I? But just wanted to briefly mention what else I've been doing really quickly. And that is I got a Raspberry Pi 4. And I installed on it an emulation device, software, and a load of ROMs. That's pretty standard. But what isn't standard is I ordered a adapter board for it. Uh, from France 
and what you do is you attach it, it's, a, it's called a hat, you attach it to the Raspberry Pi and it gives you SCAR output, VGA as well, but for my purposes SCAR is needed. And I've connected it to my new swanky RGB monitor, the PVM, you know, we're talking about the other week. And it's fantastic, so you can basically play arcade games as intended on a screen that looks exactly like the high quality monitors that were used in arcades back in the 90s. Absolutely fantastic. Really comparatively cheap, you know, to get something of that quality for that cost and it'd be small form factor, portable, cheap to run and yeah, doing everything that I want it to do really. And I was, yeah, I was playing Alien vs Predator, the Capcom game from 1994, which is one of my favourite games of all time, it's in my top 10. It's got an incredible move set, which really makes it stand out amongst some of the other real, other really good scrolling beat em ups and belt scrollers, as they call them now, of the time. So we're thinking, like, you know, the Capcom ones like The Punisher and Cadillacs and Dinosaurs, and a little bit later on, Dungeons and Dragons, Shadow of Mastara. And it's kind of at that level, if not a little bit better. Probably, you know, I'm biased, but I think it's better <laughs> than pretty much every scrolling beat em up. Um, and mainly because, you know, it's got a great theme, it's got a good story, graphics are incredible, beautiful use of palettes. Really, you know, considering how old the hardware is, still looks incredible today. It was really amazing. And just a great game to play. Excellent moveset. Tons and tons of moves. So, yeah, I would highly recommend playing it if you can. Highly recommend getting a, some sort of emulator set up that's cheap and easy. Um, if anyone ever wants any advice on getting a cheap P small PC for doing this, just hit me up. Anyway, that's enough for this week. As usual, follow us on all the socials, check out all our content, join us on Discord if you want to communicate about anything at all, fun stuff, difficult stuff, anything in between. And in the meantime, thanks for sticking with the slightly strange format this week. Stay safe and stay sane.